it's a competition clinching shot. The LET Golf Podcast, the official podcast of the Ladies European Tour. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the LET Golf Podcast. I'm George Cooper coming to you from the beautiful Walton Heath here on AIG Women's Open Week. And we have a treat for you today with the 2018 champion Georgia Hall joining us shortly to discuss everything from that famous win five years ago to the upcoming Solheim Cup in Spain. Before we do, just a quick roundup of everything that's been happening on the Ladies European Tour coming into the final major of the year, and what a couple of weeks it's been for Celine Boutier. Celine made history at the Amundievian Championship last month when she became the first French woman to win the event as a major, winning her maiden major in the process by a dominant six shots in France. And if that wasn't enough, Boutier only went and made it back-to-back wins a week later at the 3D Group Women's Scottish Open, seeing off a star-studded lineup to clinch her fifth LET title moving to the top of the race to Costa del Sol in the process, and moving to third in the women's Rolex World Rankings. A ridiculously impressive two weeks of Boutier, who now rightfully comes into the AIG Women's Open at Walton Heath as the favourite here in England. Right, let's get our guest on then, and who better to have on the week of the AIG Women's Open than 2018 champion Georgia Hall. Me and Nicola had the chance to chat to Georgia at Centurion a few weeks ago, when she was the team captain and was victorious at ATS London. So, without further ado, this is Georgia Hall on the LET Golf Podcast. Georgia, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? We're good, we're good. We're enjoying the lovely British summer here. Yes, so. it's, um, it is lovely. I'm very happy to be back home and excited for the week. Yeah, let's get straight to it then. Back in England, obviously, we know you spend a lot of time over in America on the LPGA. First things first, like, what's it like to be back and what's the thing you miss the most about England? <sighs> I miss a lot um, for sure and I had a really nice um, off week last week and um, it's nice to be home in my own bed which I don't get a lot nowadays so um, and also to have this AIG open only an hour and a half away from where I live is really special and it's only like it's, it's probably the closest open there ever be to where I live so to have family and friends up sporting this week means a lot yeah and how much do you think that will suit you but a with the home support and B with the actual course itself? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not a typical Lynx course, but I think it is extremely pretty. It would look great on TV as well, and um, I think it would be tough. I'm sure they'll do it tough. So I know what the RNA is like, and, and that's how majors should be. And I love, I thrive, and I love tough conditions. Um, so, yeah, I think it would play quite firm, actually, like a Lynx course. But um, like I said, I think we will get big crowds so I'm excited to see them and hopefully get a lot of support and fans out there yeah absolutely and then let's just touch on your game then I know slightly disappointing with the last two majors but before that I mean you've been in in really really good form getting back into the top 10 of the Rolex rankings um I know briefly but you're still you know hovering around there um two second place finishes just just tell us how you're feeling in terms of your game yeah I've been in contention a handful times this year and obviously a a really good start um you know missed a couple of cuts for sure but I think you know that that definitely is just golf and and these things happen and um I feel I'm hitting it really well actually um and this is at my favorite event of the whole year and always is um it's a busy week for me so I just got to preserve my energy but um you know just really happy to be playing in England and and be at home absolutely and going back to the start of your golfing journey, um, how old were you when you first picked a club and are you from your golf mad? 
family. Um, actually, my dad uh, played a bit of golf um, before I was born, so that's how I got into it, and he took me to the local driving range. Um, but I, yeah, I started taking up the game when I was seven years old. Um, and I just tried to make contact with the ball, which is actually quite hard at first, but I can't believe 20 years I've been playing golf. I feel very old. Not at all. You're younger than me, so <laughs> you're good. And is it true that you were named Georgia because of Augusta? And yeah, yeah. I, well, I was actually th like three weeks early being born, and so I happened to be born, I think, on the Friday or Saturday of the Masters. So um, they just really liked the name. My dad always obviously watched that major, and Nick Faldo won the year I was born um, at Augusta, Georgia, and he has a daughter called Georgia as well, so it kind of fitted well, I think. Yeah. And it's just very strange how I end up playing golf. But. <laughs> Everything just worked out. Yeah. It? And when was the point when you, obviously you said at the beginning, it's hard to make contact with the ball mm. and getting your hand-eye coordination, but when was the point when you realised you loved golf and you just absolutely wanted to do golf all the time? I think when I was 10 years old, um, I knocked down 26 shots off my handicap. Um, I started at 36, so and then I joined like the England Southwest team, and I just met a lot of players, um, a lot of other golfers from different backgrounds, and thought that wow, I really enjoy competing, so I want to try and be professional at this when I'm older. Yeah, and then what was that journey to get onto the LET from kind of going, as you say, through the England setup and different yeah. things, and then turning professional and coming into this? Um, LET is like my home for sure, and that's where I started and played three years there. Um, I went to tour school and then came second there, so it gave me an automatic card, very strong kind of position. And then, um, um, lucky enough to win two order merits out of three years, and that was just awesome. And to win players' player of the year meant a lot to all the other, like from all the other girls. Um, and I just loved the tour, I loved like the people that work on the tour, they're very friendly every time I come and play, come back to play. And um, I mean, the courses are great and mostly in Europe, which I, I love and it's only a short flight. I was going to say, what was it like when you first came on tour and like how many friends did you have? Obviously, how many people did you know who were around you? Um, I knew quite a few, to, to be honest, and from growing up and amateur days. Um, but it is very different being professional. It's kind of like a bit more nerve wracking, I think, um, because you're playing to kind of live a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but you do get to see some amazing places and you know visit some great countries for sure. And as you say, you won the Order of Merit twice in those three years, and then obviously decided to go yeah. over to the States. So what was that decision making like, taking that leap? I think it was, I wanted to wait until I kind of done really well in LET before moving, because I know that LPJ is tougher. <laughs> So um, I wanted to first win uh, and win the Order of Merit um, before trying. So then I thought, okay, I'm 21 now. Yeah, 20, 21. Um, I'm going to try. So I went to Torsal there and finished seventh. So, and been on there since. But I do, I, I make sure I play three, four um, LAT events a year and I really enjoy them. It's, it's a great kind of atmosphere. Um, and it's great to come back to the similar courses. And is there anyone in particular that when you come back you're always like happy to see in the LET? Um, yeah, I think like Lauren Taylor, we were really, really close um, for about seven, eight years. And um, when I moved to the LPJ and um, she kind of lost her card here, we hardly saw each other. So every time I'm back, um, I like to kind of reconnect with her and she's a, a good friend of mine. So I think especially Lauren yeah yeah nice 
And let's move on then to the AIG Women's Open, obviously what we're here to talk about. Let's go back. I know you're probably never tired of talking about it because it was <laughs> first major, obviously, 2018. First of all, just tell us, what is it that makes the event so special to you? Uh, I think playing on iconic golf courses, um, it's just like, it's amazing every time, every year. And they put on a great tournament for us. Uh, we get looked after really well, obviously helped run by the RNA. Um, and I just love seeing the crowds um, and the home fans. So that means a lot to me. Um, and it's like little things, drive my own car up to the event. Um, and it's a home event and I feel really supported and confident every time I play. Yeah, definitely. And then going back to your win, I mean, that week in particular, how did you feel going in? Did you feel like you, you could go and win? And then obviously as the tournament developed and you, you were obviously contending at the top, just talk us through your emotions that week. Yeah, um, I played Scottish week before at Gullen and I love the area. Um, and I played okay, I finished like 25th, um, but I played that like, pretty good. So I was like quite confident going in and I never saw Lytham before uh, first time and I thought, wow, this is very tough. I mean, so many bunkers everywhere. Um, so, oh, but, but then I had a, a good tea time and it wasn't that windy. Um, had a great group as well. I played with Aria, Chitanagan and Inji Chun. Um, so that was cool. And I just got off to a good start. I hit it to like a foot on the first hole, which is par three. And I think I finished four under or something for the first day and a bogey three. So it kind of went from there really and I got a momentum and crowds kept coming and I just really loved like the experience in general. And what really struck me is the final day, how calm you looked. I mean, I don't know yeah. if you felt as calm. Um, I, when I first teed off, I was a little bit nervous. Um, but, and on 18, 18, like on the tee shot, I was quite nervous. Um, I, it was a sigh of relief when it went on the green for two and I had like four putts to win or something. So that's always lovely. And 18 there is actually a very tough hole. So it's not really the ideal hole, but it's fantastic golf course. And, um, I was calm for a lot of it. I just was trying to make the most of that opportunity because I didn't know when I would get that again. And obviously it means so much to me being the British Open. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned 18 because our photographer Tristan, who you know, well, he always loves to tell the story about how when you were walking down 18 and, and you were ta talking to him and you were just chatting about dinner apparently and that you wanted fish and chips or something. So <laughs> tell us yeah. your side of that. Oh, I love Tristan. I went to his wedding and um, <laughs> we're very close. But yeah, I just little things amuse me and like they mean a lot so I was I was hungry but I ended up having a roast dinner which is even better very British nice. day then yeah very <laughs> and final one for me then in the open before we move on to other stuff um obviously all the benefits we came in winning that major were huge one in particular last year obviously at the old course you're getting to play with the past winners Tiger Rory first of all just tell us about how special that was yeah I mean when I first when I won it it didn't really I didn't know what else it would bring me at all. I just thought I've won the major. I didn't know that, like, getting the MBE, you know, getting to play a Tiger, lots of things, really. Um, so, yeah, it meant a lot. And I didn't even think about the money when I won e either. But obviously that, I mean, it's increased so much since I won. It's unbelievable, but which is great. Um, but, yeah, it's just incredible to to have that to my name and a major champion and... Um, when people ask me, you know, what one would I choose? And I'd still choose to win another one. Not, you know, not a new one. I'd always like to win the AIG Open, yeah. Yeah. 
of course, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that you get to do it in the UK consistently, obviously. Yeah. Helps with that. It's a lot of fun and I don't get to play here a lot. So even, um, you know, the Aramco at Centurion is, it's just lovely and I get, to, you know, have my friends and family there. Yeah, for sure. And we can't have you on without touching on Solheim Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up soon in Finca. Um, but obviously you've played in couple winning as well. Yes. Um, what was that like playing, getting picked in Solheim for the first time and playing? Yeah. Um, well, I actually qualified number one on the LET points. So that was really important to me to feel that I deserve to be there. Um, and representing Europe, you can't really ask for any better. And um, I just such a proud moment for me. And to be part of a team, um, I'm not used to it. It's very individual sport golf. So to have breakfast, lunch and dinner with the whole team every day was, was really fun. We had a lot of laughs. And can't talk to you without talking about 19 and playing with Celine. And you're, you're still undefeated as a, as a pairing. What was that like when Beanie put you two together? I know you've spoken before about the fact you've got similar goal personalities and you get on so well anyway. Yeah. Um, I was actually very surprised, to be honest, because I didn't know Celine um, at all, really. Um, when, when Beanie said I'll, I'll be paired with her, and I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's a bit... We'll see how that goes. And then we started playing together and we really gelled. And we got on really well, got to know each other better. Um, she is a fantastic player. Uh, I really think very highly of her. I think she's actually quite underrated. Mm-hmm. I think it's because of her quiet personality that she just goes a bit quiet under the radar. But I think she, for sure, is like one of the best players that I've seen. And um, I feel very lucky to be her partner in Solheim and she makes my job a little bit easier. Um, but I obviously hope to be with her again. And I think she the same because um, I've seen a lot of her recently and um, I hope we definitely don't get defeated because that would be a sad day as it's been like five years so <laughs> yeah yeah I was gonna say what was it like last time out obviously I was in America with you and we had nobody there um, yeah how different was that to obviously Glen Eagles where we yeah. had the crowds roaring and a lot of people's extremely different I mean I loved having all that support at Glen Eagles um, but then to have no one on our side really um, was very weird, but it made the win even better, I think. So um, I know we won't get that again. We'll have loads of support um, in Spain, and I just look forward. I know Spanish crowds and fans are very enthusiastic, so... Yeah, and obviously good. we'll be playing under Suzanne this time. Uh, I know you've just exchanged some messages, but what do you think she's going to be like, potentially the captain? Uh, I think she's going to be very fierce, for sure. Um, I think she'll be a great captain, yeah. I mean, obviously she's been a fantastic player, and knows her stuff very well and that she knows all of us already so I think we have a very strong team yeah and have you spoken about um I know you don't want to reveal too much but have you had a chance to speak about partnerships yet I know we, we chatted to Charlie and she's like you know I want to play with Georgia is it reciprocal or yeah yeah is it reciprocal oh. or is there anyone in particular you want to play with <laughs> that's really nice um yeah. yeah me and Charlie are like best friends and um I think the world of Charlie and she's so funny um, without even trying to be. So she be have we'll have a lot of fun on the golf course. I think um I I would like to play with Charlie in four ball. Me oh well, I mean Celine um sorry, me and Celine are mostly foursome um partners. We played in four ball both times and won. But I think foursomes you have to have a very specific partner. Um and me and Celine have been great with that. Um and four balls is your own ball so it's not as crucial I don't think. So 
In terms of people that know each other the best, um, I don't think there's anyone closer than me and Charlie. So I think that'd be a great option for Suzanne anyway. Um, I, I'm not too picky with like who I get play, who I play with, but I mean, obviously Charlie would be right up there for sure. Um, and obviously I think she's a fantastic player as well and you know, a lot of fun. So yeah, I mean, I would probably choose Charlie for the four ball side of things. Um, yeah, so. I think that'd be good. And equally, who are you excited to play against? Or is there a player you, you want to play against and beat? Um, whoever's the best in the American okay. side. I'm not like afraid of anything like that. I mean, I remember last time, um, so my singles matches, I've played obviously three Solheims and I played Paul de Creamer, Lexi Thompson and Nelly. So I've had like very high names and I remember they read out on the bus um, two years ago, the pairings and I was they said Nelly and I was like yes like that's who I want I was want like the best player because I think it's like such a battle and I'm not like afraid of like losing if I lose I lose but I want to give it like the best so yeah I'm I'll, I'm happy to do it with whoever and uh, moving off the golf course what do you like to do when you're not playing golf mm. when you get a week at home and you're able to go out and do whatever you want what do you do Go for like a nice breakfast and sit at home. <laughs> I'm quite boring, but I don't really get a lot of time for it, like even just to do nothing nowadays. I love like sitting on the sofa watching Netflix, like watching the series. I just finished Big Little Lies, so that's awesome. And I just watched Lewis Capaldi on Netflix. That is so, it's like sad, but it's like the reality of what people go through for their job and anxiety. And I think that's really um, important and, I think people, I would recommend that for people to watch because it's really not insightful. Um, but yeah, I'm going off topic. But yeah, I think it's I think it's good, and and I like just relaxing as much as I can and switching off. I was say I've heard you say that sometimes you just sit on your grass. You you garden. Sometimes I know. If I'm being in America too long, I like just to go outside in the garden and lay there, and I'm like, only fucking minute. I'm not a weird weirdo, but. I lay, lay there just for a minute and I'm like, oh, this is England. Like, I look at this England sky. <laughs> I'm really sad, but yeah. I don't Good know. Stuff, then. And we'll have final final question then to wrap it up. Um, what is your just, you know, if we're talking the rest of the year, what is your just ultimate goal? I know we've got a huge tournament this week, AIG Women's Open, and we've got the Solheim Cup. But just, you know, the ideal year for Georgia Hall, what would it look like? Oh... Um, that's a great question. And actually, it doesn't have to be golf. It could be anything. Really? Um, I would like to... I'm going to say two. Mm-hmm. I would say finish the year... I mean, obviously, I've, I've been um, top ten for like a few months now, and I'm just outside it now. But just to finish the year top ten, because it's very hard. It moves a lot, and, it, and obviously, they're fantastic players. So I like to get a win, one win, and then finish the year as far low as possible, but top 10, that, that would be good. But I think win would be number one, a win on anywhere. Yeah. And a hat-trick of Solheim's, honestly. And I would like to be in contention at AIG. Like, okay. obviously everyone wants to win it, but just have a strong event there, just because it means a lot to me, but I don't want not putting too much on, on myself, just, you know, I just want the people like that come to watch some, you know, like a home favorite. Yeah. Well, we wish you best of luck this week, Georgia. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks. It's a 
competition clinching shot. Whoa. How about that? The LET Golf Podcast, the official podcast of the Ladies European Tour.